0: And welcome to uh, the Periscope Edge Podcast. Uh, we have It's been a while. It's been, what, two weeks now? And I think the last month or two, we've been cranking these out every couple days, which has been a ton of fun. Um, but really, we are looking for subjects that I think are not only relevant, but we also think the people who are listening would find interesting. And I would say actionable seems like such a nerd word, but I think like, the information we talk about here and the opinions we share, we ultimately want to be able to take these and actually apply them to the work that you're doing every day, whether you're working in the advertising industry or not. Um, With that said, we're coming to you from Periscope here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but the views that the four of us, the table is full today, have are strictly our own, and I think even when we've kind of uh, gone through the outline for the podcast here today, we've quickly come to the conclusion that I think we all have a little bit of differing opinions on I would say the creepiness factor or truly the future (laughs) of some of the features we're going to talk about today. Um, But that leads us into it. So Snapchat. We're talking about Snapchat today, which is something obviously we've talked a lot about on the podcast over the last 25 episodes that we've, we've done. And I think it's important to realize that Snapchat is obviously a major media platform that we work with every single day here for our clients in this agency. And we see brands activating on across the board. Now, I think the new features that we're going to talk to today are specifically focused at consumers. Snapchat maps, Snap Map, right? Is that how we yeah, are referring snap-ups. to it? And then the links that are also included, which are just the tip of the iceberg for some of the features that have come out over the last month, two months, three months, as Snapchat quickly ramps up their development process to kind of keep up to speed and, and not let Instagram bury them too far. Um, <laughs> So, so I, think, I think the biggest thing, too, is, is that, you know, as users, if you're not familiar with these features yet, you're a little behind the times. It's been a couple of weeks, almost months that some of these features have been out. And I think it's important that you dive in and get them as easy as just updating your Snapchat app on your iPhone or Android or whatever device that you might be using. And the features will be there. And you know what? Sometimes you might have them and you might not even know how to access. So we'll go through that, too. Uh, so without further ado, we'll introduce across the board here. Um, I'll go to my right first. And Kate is back with us.
1: Hi, hello, yes, I'm back. You guys know me by now, hopefully, I've been on three of these. So Kate Dwyer, account management intern here.
2: Uh, and I'm new at the podcast. Um, I, my name is Sarah Beck, and I'm an engagement strategist intern, so thanks for having me. <laughs> and
3: it's Derek Nystra, a media intern, back here with Kate. We just can't stay away from these podcasts. Kate. I
0: feel very old, I feel, when I on
3: the
0: <laughs> I think that's that's what it is. So, hey, it's all good. I'm super pumped that the whole intern team has taken these podcasts really by storm, which is a lot of fun to see. So, Snap SnapMaps. Kate, are you taking this? Explain to yes. a little bit about what it is, um, how we're supposed to be using it, how yeah. we look at it, your friends that are all on it, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Snap Maps, what is it? Uh, Snap Maps is basically a feature on Snapchat that allows users to view the location of people they are friends with on Snapchat. The location is marked by that user's Bitmoji character or a hollow human outline if you aren't hip to the times like myself and don't have one. (laughs) Um, Basically how to use this feature, first and foremost, like Carter said, update your Snapchat app. I had to in order to get onto the Snap Maps and start doing research for this podcast. Um, So once you've updated, pinch the home screen or the camera view, basically the one that Snapchat opens up to, and it will open to a Find Your Friends page where you can select who can see your location. You can choose only me or ghost mode, my friends, and select friends. Then it takes you to the add to our story page, Uh, which asks, if you see something, snap something, so others in the area can see what's going on around town. They show up like hotspots on your Snap Map and follow a heat index depending on how many people are snapping stories at that location, which I think brings a whole new meaning to, this place is lit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the map also has a see, a, see the world feature, um, which allows users to see snaps of events, breaking news, and more. If you haven't already, take some time and mess around with it. I always feel like that's the best way to learn new features on any kind of social media. And I think that in doing our research, all three of us just took some time together and kind of messed around with it and sort of said, what are some of these cool features? How do we think we could see it applying? And like, that was really helpful for us. Um, the only thing that's really difficult for me personally in regards to using Snap Maps is that hotspot stories or our stories do not show you how long they are, so you have to be careful not to fall down the rabbit hole into a never-ending stream of stranger snap stories
2: like I did this morning. <laughs> I did that yesterday for like a half hour, just looking around the world at different hotspots. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> it was actually pretty cool, though. I know, I ended up on the Twins game for like 15 minutes this morning, and I was like, oh, the snaps are literally never ending yeah
0: it really doesn't happen <laughs> okay, you're the biggest microphone hog I yeah. Yeah. Holy cow, she's...
1: Well, she I always was, feel like I have to have it right next to my face.
0: She just actually uprooted the microphone in the middle of the table, <laughs> went to the other side of the room, and then just gave that whole monologue. Yeah, I
1: walked next. into the corner, my recording corner. It was all... No, just I, think,
0: I think that was perfect. The other thing, my one last dig at you, Kate, is like...
1: <laughs> is Get one more in.
0: One more in. I just gotta sneak it in there. Now that this is the fifth episode, I feel like yeah. I have the liberty to do this. Yeah. How long did you work on the This Is Lit uh, announcement? <laughs> it
1: was like the first thing I wrote when I was yeah, looking at the right I was with them and I was like, "You guys, this is lit, literally." It
0: is in bold, bold italics quotes in a I don't want to miss world. it. Okay. It's too good. So should we should we dive into a little bit about Snap Maps before we go into the next feature? Do you want to dive? Do you want to go into the next feature and just kind of get it all on the table here? Quite?
1: Um, I think maybe we do kind of like a high level thing of just both features and then we dive into it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's true.
0: Snap links. Give us, give us the next one.
1: Yes. Okay. So SnapLinks is a slightly more recent feature that allows users to integrate links into their snaps. Um, so, kind of just an example of how I would use this feature let's say I want Derek and Sarah to check out our past podcasts. I can use SnapLinks to do this by taking a selfie, writing them a message, going over to the link icon, which is on the right hand of the camera view screen typing in the Edge Podcast SoundCloud web address and sending it over to them in a private message. If I want all my contacts to check it out, I can do the same steps, but instead of sending it in a private message, I can put it on my story for all my friends to check out. Uh, When you're receiving a snap with a link integrated into it, you will see the name of the website in small white print at the bottom of the snap with an upwards-facing arrow. Uh, This is informing users to click on the bottom of the screen or to swipe up. Once you do this, uh, you, should be di- you should be redirected to the website linked in the Snap. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting because it's like not only is Snapchat, is Snapchat now tracking your actual location, but it's also
2: um, getting your web traffic information as well. So, yeah. I think it's about time they do this, though, because Instagram had this feature for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So...
0: So the, the linking feature, right? So you talked about the linking feature for, are you talking about linking feature in Instagram?
2: Uh, yeah, that's So the
0: like, link in bio setup kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, or like yeah.
2: swipe up for more details. And it's true, it. and it's funny because
0: you know we've been looking at Instagram stories for a while, and obviously we've talked about, you know Lee Carrier did this really interesting podcast about um, basically the blatant ripoffs that Instagram's been doing <laughs> of Snapchat over the you know last year. And Instagram actually, stories think, just surpassed the daily active snaps, and so they're yeah. kind of burying Snapchat a little bit. Don't um, like each other. Don't like <laughs> each other very but much. we, you know, we for our brands have looked a lot into that swipe up thing, right? Because mm-hmm. before Snapchat really had never had a way to like directly dive into another web experience, mm-hmm. uh, especially. So you do a bunch of branded content, you spend a ton of money in branded content, but really you have ten seconds to make that impression, and then you really don't have any driver if you want to learn more or whatever. On Instagram Stories, to your point, was the fact that you know if you were, I think it was a, a not an affiliate account, but like a, a what's it called? The check mark. The
2: blue check mark, yes. Yeah, uh, like a verified account. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so
0: if you were a verified account, you could then have the swipe up and, you know, swipe up to see more, swipe up to link, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is interesting because... Um, you know, if it was an e-com site, right, you do a quick little commercial or quick little blurb and say swipe up to order or whatever that might mean. Now, from the Snapchat standpoint, that was always an option, but in the ad units, right? So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you could spend tens of thousands of dollars and actually have the swipe up. And we've done some case studies on some games and things like that that Gatorade did that were really interesting. Um, but now it looks like for every user, and even for the organic brand pages now, we have a really interesting opportunity to kind of drive clients that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. totally. That's sweet.
0: No, that's awesome. All right. What's next here?
1: Do you guys want right. to talk about more about how we see it applying to the advertising industry? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think, you know, I think that's key. And, and I think, you know, as you can see that we're, we're having a very casual conversation throughout <laughs> the entire podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, the biggest thing is I talked a little bit about the links, right? We mm-hmm. talked a little bit about how links are such a, a game changer, specifically for some of our clients who actually host organic uh, Snapchat accounts or Snapchat channels who've grown their following just like any individual user account would and now we're able to integrate those links and so we can start driving to e-commerce sites and other digital properties that we've worked so hard to create but yet we've never been able to like tie those audiences together um, but for snap maps it's an interesting world and from a brand standpoint right and I think we can all trust to know that Snapchat has a reason for maps and I think the data that they're getting is such a huge a huge you know truckload of things that they're going to be able to do with that, specifically for advertisers. But I think I'm looking more at, you know, for Snapchat Maps, what are the brand opportunities for that immediately with the features that are are out right now?
2: All right. Yeah. Um, Well, I looked into, first of all, a little bit of why Snapchat would create this for their users. Um, and just basically it helps with the um, personalization of the platform so any chance a user can get to cut through any unnecessary things they don't want to see this helps them just zone in on exactly what they want to see all around the world Um, it also hopefully uh, drives engagement levels so like the other day when i said i was looking at this for a half hour I could go to Europe and see Kygo's concert that he did <laughs> on Saturday night. And I probably wouldn't have done that before if, I, if it wasn't for Snapchat. So definitely jobs engagement. Um, and then for marketers, um, yeah, like Carter was saying, there's just a lot of data that's gathered. So um, it's an additional revenue channel for Snapchat. So eventually marketers can use uh, the location data to target users through notifications and through contextual advertising. Um I looked into how it gives more it could give more exposure to small businesses um, so they can pay to be visible on a map when someone is in their vicinity and then they can show pictures of their store, people who have shared snaps while they were there. Um, and then we at Periscope can go further and see um, be really creepy and see how people <laughs> <laughs> um, are in like interacting with our brands. Um, We can see if we wanted to uh, put on events and if we have an influencer going to an event, like we had our influencers at the X Games the other day, we could have them turn on their location and snap or we can... Um, sponsor Trolley uh, exposure during events, too. And
0: no, I think that's awesome. I think the X Games is such an interesting case study, right? Because we went through and said, well, oh, you know, it's one of the brands that we represent is Trolley Gummy Worms and, and all their other products that they are, Sour Bright Crawlers, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that it was interesting because we had a couple influencers come through and obviously a target for our demographic is the X games, right yeah and looking at how we can get the most amount of engagement and, and most amount of attention out of the investment that we're making in in those individuals and how we're supporting those people. and I think you know your point of trying to tie, the actual digital property into like a real life experience specifically when these demographics are so mm-hmm. drawn towards those types of things is is a fascinating thing and i think it goes beyond the the traditional ways that we might think and you talk about those too with just like the data putting points of business or points of brands on a map but actually being able to leverage maybe influencer programs or live experiences in a really different way which is really cool
3: Well, that snapchat's been big for influencers for a long time so i think they're just kind of adding more features at this point that are making even easier for influencers and for brands to like engage and get drive traffic to their websites and things so like, do
0: you so. think like in months we're going to start to see businesses pop up have we already seen businesses on the map at all like how like what do you think the the evolution of this platform is going to be like what are we going to see in the future of this thing
1: well just from my own thoughts i think first and foremost sporting events right now are the best like organic heat spots that I've seen like I was mm-hmm. saying like the Twins games the snaps were just ever flowing and like I mean for me watching the X Games like I just saw that US Bank Stadium was completely red on the map and I was like oh like the X Games are going on so I clicked on it and I mean I must have been on it for like 20 minutes just watching all of these people's stories and like That, for me, was really cool because I feel like it finally brought the future to life a little bit for me. Like, the fact that I was, you know, out in the suburbs, like, watching what was going on in the X Games was actually one of the cooler ones, and I think... Um, it's interesting because I think we're all a little hesitant to put our own locations up, but I do really like that it's sort of like building this community around events where people can share, you know, their own stories, and you can watch like everyone who's there experiencing the same event with you. You can like experience it with them, and that's definitely a feature that I really like about it. I don't necessarily enjoy the location aspect of it mm-hmm. that people can see where I am which they can't because I'm in gills mode um, <laughs> but I, I definitely really like that and I think it's going to be really interesting for like experiential marketing and how people can do that because that red spot stands out so yeah. if you are doing some kind of experiential marketing or event with your client I mean the redder you can get that spot the better because it just stands out and you're automatically drawn to it.
0: So I want to get back to the privacy and your the consideration yeah. thing but I think you know, one point that I immediately noticed when I was testing out, you know, Snapchat Maps and, and the Snap Map, etc., was the the kind of the whole user experience that the map gives to being able to discover things around the world, right? So the you talk about these red zones, right? So when I'm looking at a map of Minneapolis, I could see that maybe U.S. banks or stadiums are lit up or major events are lit up around the state or on the city. I zoom out to state level and I quickly see, hey, there might be a concert going on in Duluth or in St. Cloud. I zoom out to the country level and all of a sudden, you know, so the shades of red start to quickly change. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm way out into the United States, I can quickly say, wow, like, what is this in New York? And it's a dark red circle. And I can zoom all the way in on, let's say, the garden and say, wow, you know, who's performing tonight and quickly see a whole different viewpoint um, of what's actually happening. Much better than what I think Snapchat had before when they had the stories tab where they yeah. basically highlighted, they could highlight maybe 10, 12 stories. Mm-hmm. But how many users actually like scrolled through and said, you know, and I think it's the diversity of preference too. We all have places yeah. in the world that I think are really mm-hmm. important to us. So like I love going to worldview <laughs> and saying, wow, there's like 15 events going on around, around the world right now based on like the colors and the depth of red and even some of the callouts that are seen on the map that's like an experience from a user standpoint that i would have never been able to get if we simply just had the list of events that were happening Mm -hmm. and i think this too we're able to look at the frequency of photos and say hey we might not necessarily have this event planned out but clearly something's happening Mm -hmm. right so it's the the platform's adapting to culture in in, in a real-time fashion which i think is absolutely fascinating but to take that and completely flip it on its head all the good (laughs) stuff right like Let's start to look at, you know, there's been a ton of privacy concerns, and Mm -hmm. I have my own opinions Mm -hmm. about it, and I think I tend to skew for the, you know (laughs) what you're getting into if you don't want to be in it, turn it off. There's a reason Snapchat did it. Like, welcome to the real world. Everyone knows where you are anyways. Why don't you just make it public to your friends? But, like, I I know there's some concern about it, and I know there's been some clickbait things, specifically, like, in the old-school broadcast news networks that have been able to get a lot of press attention from worried parents. But, like, what do you guys think of it? Like, do you have it on currently? I think one of you does, right? Like, I'm looking at Derek. Derek!
1: Derek
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the concerns that you bring up are (laughs) something that, uh, you know, people tend, people from older generations and on the older side of the millennial generation tend to have. And we maybe don't see that as much with Gen Z or millennials, younger millennials but kind of with this immersion of, or, you know, with SnapMaps coming out, we've kind of seen some examples of consumers in this Gen Z and millennial age group really coming out and kind of not really appreciating the SnapMaps and how they offer, you know, the uh, location sharing 24-7. So, um, I don't know, Kate, you talked a little bit about like things that you saw on the internet what kind of things did you see when you were looking at that yeah
1: um I did a lot of YouTube stalking on this topic um and I kind of wanted to get a skewed perspective from like older people who would maybe be on kind of the you know the front end of like the millennial age group and then like Gen Z younger kids kind of like my little cousin who's still in high school and what they think and I think across the board everyone's first reaction was like, oh, this kind of freaks me out. And like, I don't really know how I feel about it. But then, you know, as the interviews went on, they were sort of like, well, I don't want to share my location, but I definitely want to be able to shamelessly stalk my friends and family. So it's sort of like (laughs) one of those things where it's like, you know, they don't want to share their information, but they want everyone else around them to be sharing theirs so that they can kind of soak it up and absorb it, um, which I thought was kind of funny. But... I mean, at the end of the day, they know that it's, like, an opt-in, opt-out kind of a thing. Um, But some of the fears I thought were really funny, especially from, like, um, the Gen Z kids. Like, things that I would have never thought of. Like, if you go on Snap Maps and you see all of your friends hanging out at a coffee shop and, like, your Bitmoji is at home and you're going to be like what the heck, like, they didn't invite me. Like, I, I would have never even thought of that, and, like, yeah, my bitmoji would probably Snapchat. live at home, like, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. when I get done with work, I want to go home. And yeah. I was like, I wouldn't even think that people could be looking at my Snap and saying, like, she is boring. <laughs> like-
0: well, I think it brings up it brings up <laughs> this interesting thing, and, and I think, you know, you look at, like, um, dark social as being a kind of yeah. ominous thing, but really one of the big success points of Snapchat in the upfront was the fact that, you looked at this emerging younger market not wanting to be on Facebook because of the negative connotation they had with everything being so public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With all your family and friends seeing, like, an unfiltered version of you. Mm-hmm. And now with Snapchat, you're able to really lock down these posts. And or like in, in the beginning of it, let's not forget where Snapchat came from, it was one-on-one messaging. Like, it was yeah. never these stories or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel that this map feature... Goes completely against where the company and the platform has seen such success in the past, mm-hmm. where you're all of a sudden now being able to, um, you're 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 putting out a public stream of information that at times is a little unfiltered. Um, mm-hmm. I think one interesting thing to note is that the location gets hit every time you open the application. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you're at somewhere fancy and you <laughs> want to stay there for a while, just don't open Snapchat again. Yeah. But I think <laughs> when you look at the daily active user opening the application 30 or 40 times a day, like the the trail is pretty accurate. Um, mm-hmm. But. The question would be is this going to get, you know, is this going to further Snapchat down the road of slowed user growth that they've seen over the last six months.
3: Well, and I well, I think the one thing about, you know, Snapchat continuing to innovate and becoming more public, I guess, rather than when they started and it was very much like one-on-one communication, and now you can share a story with some people have like hundreds of followers that see it whenever they post it. And I think the one thing about the SnapMap, features that it's opened them up a little bit to like more having to walk that fine line of what's like legality and what privacy laws that they're following because obviously it's no secret that snapchat gets a very young demographic and so when you're working when you're dealing with uh you know users that are under the age of 18 there's all these kind of uh issues that come into play and obviously. You had mentioned earlier the issue of parents getting upset about this new feature and in many cases not being able to control whether their kid has it on ghost mode or on public mode or whatever. So, um, you know, on one hand, it's consumers don't like it, but I think on the other hand, advertisers like it because as like we continue to have these generations that are becoming increasingly more mobile – we need technology like this that allows us to geotarget and get a really specific profile of a consumer.
0: So Derek, you talk about mobile a lot. You talk about how this is not the first time that, you know, we've... Or it, it is a kind of new, but yet we're benefiting a ton from this idea of location sharing and all that kind of fun stuff. Specifically in demographics, we might not know a ton about. Now, we talk a little bit about the gigantic social company Facebook right we've done it before and location services within that platform aren't necessarily foreign either Facebook has used location services similar to snap maps and messengers from what I remember is that correct?
2: Uh, yeah, so they have a location uh, sharing feature that I don't use. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't really use. it. I've
1: seen. I'm it. a big I don't
0: fan. I'm it. a big fan of it. to Tell you the truth, and I think it's interesting because it's more subtle than what SnapMaps Maps is, right? <laughs> You're so the like, guy
1: that's waving at people in the messenger.
0: Totally. Well, when they're <laughs> in your area, they <laughs> pop up. What it does, away. it does pop. It does pop up, <laughs> and it's it's this idea of so and so's in your area. And what I think is fascinating about it, specifically <laughs> when I was traveling a lot, was that you could quickly find out you know people or lost connections that you were um in like so you find yourself in dallas like oh i had a buddy down here who i went to school with i didn't know he worked in dallas now oh, yeah. it was a really interesting way well, to kind of keep cool. your that network of connections like going around the country yeah. obviously that could lead to many of think, many you know other types of encounters that might not be as we positive but, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but i think but i think yeah. the interesting point is this isn't the first time right yeah, yeah.
2: exactly um and I was looking into that a little bit um, and found that people are already, uh, some opinions on it were that people are already accustomed to using the geofilter feature within Snapchat. So they're already used to just sharing the location, putting on their My Story. And I thought about that too. I'm like, people probably already know where I live at this point, and, I, and what I do, is I it. so it's not like it's that different with the Snapchats. But um, just this feature that has already been in Snapchat for so long will make people more willing to jump into the sharing location feature Um, And it is still keeping your intimate friends on Snapchat, whereas I'm friends on Facebook with people that I've been friends with for, like, 10 years. Whereas I usually keep people on Snapchat only if I really know them and really want to talk to them. That's
0: very true. So, well, It was quite a casual conversation I'd say today. <laughs> One of our least formal kind of opportunities to talk through a couple features on Snapchat that we think are new and actually really exciting. We talked throughout the group here about you know both Snap Maps and the new link feature both being a really interesting tool that us as marketers are going to be able to use to really integrate digital brand experiences beyond the actual platform as people can just simply swipe up or click on links within the Snapchat application. And we also Talked about Snap Maps, uh, really kind of creepy, but yet exciting opportunity for people to see where all their friends and connections are across the country, across across the world, and uh, creating a really interesting space for opportunities for brands to start being able to promote things on a geographical basis, which I think is really exciting. Um, as I talked about at the beginning, you know, the views and stuff that we talk about here are specifically our own, especially with this conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We all have different experiences on these platforms and different, you know, kind of points of knowledge. Some of us have done a ton of research into it, some of us has not. And I think it's important. every time we do these types of um, podcasts that we bring those types of things to the table because I think it's important to get that diversity of thought around. Uh, So without further ado, hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week.